0: Thanks to Smart News for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Smart News is your all in one app delivering all the information you need. Search for Smart News to download for free today in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Get the news that matters most. All right, everybody, let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 245. If you are listening, Thanksgiving break has passed. Where it's just about wrapped up. We still have Black Friday. I guess they pour over into Cyber Monday deals coming. And so if you hear this... By Sunday or Monday, uh, you'll be able to get in on some of this action. So we'll talk about that. Plus, we've got to talk about really as we get down towards the end of the season and we start wrapping things up the top five Apple devices due for an update. And I think there's plenty of them and a lot of them that we're looking forward to in 2023. So before we get to that, I keep on telling y'all if you want to be part of the show, hey, all you got to do is send a voice memo, record it on any platform phone, tablet, laptop, Apple, Mac. PC, Android, whatever you got, send it along to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z, your name, where you're from, what you want to talk about, what you want to criticize, what you want to correct, we will put them in the show. So applebitsshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you, Patreon.com slash Tong is how many of you have allowed me to continue to do this and really support all of my content. It starts at $2 per month, goes up to $5, which is like a cup of coffee. We got the 10 the 25 and the $100 platinum Apple level. You get early access to my content, rewards at different levels, a completely ad-free version of the show. We do a monthly live stream, uh, just privately Zoom call. And then we have some other things that are going on behind the scenes as well. So check it out, patreon.com slash Tong. Okay, let's get to the show. And you know what? I know it's Thanksgiving. I know it's holidays. But if we talk about all the big news that is affecting Apple and is affecting us, we we cannot ignore the riots and the protests that are happening over in China at Foxconn factories, uh, really where the iPhone is being manufactured. This is a violent workers' revolt at the world's largest iPhone factory um, in China. And obviously, there's you know, we we benefit from all these people. There's humanity that's behind the devices that we have. And so that's why I didn't want to ignore it and gloss over it. You know, Apple themselves is obviously scrambling with their own strained supply chain. And this also just is in combination with conflict in China of how they are really locking down and have a really strict and stringent zero COVID policy that's hurting not only Apple, but other tech firms. But again, you know. These are problems that we sometimes gloss over and we forget and strip the humanity out of it. And so what happened is the troubles started about last month when workers actually left the factory campus in Zhengzhou, and that's the capital of the central province of Henan. That's That was because of COVID fears, okay? So they were short on staff. Then they're like, hey, we're going to give you guys and gals bonuses to attract and get workers To return. Well, what happened is that protests started breaking out, I guess you could say early last week, I believe around Tuesday or Wednesday, when the newly hired staff were found out, or at least believe that management had reneged on their promises. And so a lot of, if you've seen some of the news, there are literally workers clashing with security officers wearing hazmat suits, with um, local police throwing barriers, throwing debris at them. um, And some of these people were eventually offered cash to quit and leave but this is not just affecting you know the Foxconn China factory this is this is happening in multiple places in China because they're they're, they're almost like as if if you look at the news they're treating covid right now as if it was locked down during peak time and so this is also frustrating the citizens and they're they're getting fed up i mean you can only hold people down so long no matter what and keep them cooped inside until there's a breaking point, just psychologically. So this is what they're dealing with. You know what? If it slows down the uh, supply chain for iPhones, so be it. I mean, this is nothing that I'm going to complain about. Will it hurt and probably most likely affect Apple's earnings for the next quarter? Yes. I mean, the the estimate is that every week, uh, Apple's roughly losing $1 billion in iPhone sales. And at the same time, I'm just like, well, they are the wealthiest and most powerful company in the world right now based on market cap. And this is more of a human thing. So let's not ignore it and just acknowledge that it's happening. But in case some people were like, hey, where's my iPhone? Why is it taking so long to get my iPhone? It's because the factories that are making them are kind of stopped making them for now. And you know, in in another way, this might encourage Apple to look elsewhere and source. You know, production in other countries and diversify more instead of being so dependent on China. And that could have economic ramifications down the road as well. But um, there you go. You know, violent protests happening in, you know, what's kind of called iPhone City at Foxconn factories over in China. All right. There is no sweet way to transition over to um, the first world benefits that we have over here. But obviously, Black Friday sales, Cyber Monday sales, galore everywhere and you know in my most recent video, I did highlight some of them, but look, you can still take advantage of these now because I think the best discounts overall that you're finding are from our friends at Amazon. <laughs> I don't know if they're our friends, but I know that it's it's very difficult for people to just go cold turkey and not do Amazon. I think I would argue 80% of the people, if not more that I know, have an Amazon Prime account because that's shipping y'all but um I just wanted to highlight some of the sales that might be of interest of to you that are kind of compelling. I mean we have the Apple Watch Ultra right now normally retails for 79 sorry seven hundred and ninety nine dollars they're offering sixty dollars off and that is available now. You got something like hey what about Apple pencil users? Well okay let's not talk about the 10th gen iPad that uses the original apple pencil but If you have someone who's always wanted an Apple Pencil but didn't want to pay $129 for it, right now, it is 31% off $89 for an Apple Pencil second generation right now on Amazon. You also have the M2 MacBook Air, which is the top-selling Mac in my mind that it's going to end up being the top-selling Mac in 2022 for Apple. It's $149 off on Amazon, whether you buy the 256-gig or 512-gig configuration in all the colors. But I did find that if you go to Best Buy... It's actually $200 off on that 512 gig configuration specifically. So if you're looking for a larger storage capacity, go to Best Buy where you can get $200 off the M2 MacBook Air with 512 gigs of storage. It's a little 50 bucks off that more than what Amazon offers. That's pretty sweet. Um, Let's talk about AirPods Max. I don't know about you all, but this holiday season, specifically the past, I would say month and a half because I've been traveling a lot. There are so many more AirPods Max out on the market. And what what has coincided with that? Quite honestly, the fact that there was a while ago, I think I mentioned it multiple times where they were selling them on Amazon somewhere around $400 to $449. I'm like, if there's a time to get them, um, this is a price that is more digestible. I think there's this psychological barrier where most, most consumers are willing to go up to that $400 price point for um, headphones. And Apple is trying to kind of push that further up but clearly the airpods max i i didn't see i might have seen two pairs of them in the wild in the first year and a half or two but now you're starting to see them a lot more almost every flight i go on one person is rocking them but those are a hundred dollars off right now so that would be 449 retail and then you talk about the airpods pro 2 right they just came out a few months ago those are now $49 off on Amazon uh, for $199 instead of $249. And I think those, those are a killer gift for almost anyone. Um, I think my two favorite products here to give to give as gifts, I mean, if you really love someone, AirPods Pro 2 at $199, and then um, an Apple Pencil 2 for the budding creative or artist that already has maybe an iPad but never wanted to pay another $130. Bucks. The Air, Apple Pencil Second generation at eighty nine bucks. I think that is a killer deal. If you've been kind of like on the fence of wanting those, so um, and then I do believe that we will see plenty more AirPods and AirPods Max after this holiday season, just because of those aggressive sales. And you know, Apple themselves they'll never have sales on the level of um, what Amazon offers, but typically they'll give you like a fifty dollar gift card or twenty five dollar gift card uh, when you buy products from Apple to use to buy more Apple products which some people are okay with, but I'm just saying, I'm gonna nudge you over to Amazon. All right, we talked about the AirPods Pro 2 and AirPods Max really quickly, but this is kind of interesting. Some actual, I guess, insight from Apple, a recent interview on uh, what is, what Hi-Fi, right? The magazine slash news outlet, An Apple engineer talked to them about the lack of lossless audio support in the second generation AirPods Pro in a recent interview. And so currently the Bluetooth technology in the AirPods lineup, um, at least the bandwidth that they can handle, doesn't support Apple Music lossless audio. Like right now, if you want to get lossless streaming from Apple Music, which is 24-bit, up to 48 kilohertz, and that high-res lossless audio, which goes up to 192 kilohertz, this requires an actual physical, external, digital To analog converter to uh, plug in something like your AirPods Max into an Apple device that supports the Apple Music lossless audio files, Um, and you know Apple is indicated and kind of hinted and nudged at people that it would potentially develop its own codec in the future, um, their own connectivity standard that kind of builds on what airplay has supporting higher quality audio streaming, but they haven't made any type of move like that yet. Um, and we're hoping to maybe see it with the AirPods Pro 2 because there's a lot of rumblings about that. With its uh it does support and can eventually support, you know, Bluetooth 5.2 and take advantage of of that, but they aren't right now. So in this interview, Apple engineer SG Anderson, who works on the acoustics team, said specifically that Apple doesn't believe that the current Bluetooth technology is actually a limiting factor in audio quality for the AirPods, and that even with the current Bluetooth tech and the current codec standards, that Apple themselves could still make improvements in audio quality, but their focus always remains on reliability, um, the integrity of the connection, and to get that sound at the same time. So they talk about how they've made big strides with audio quality without changing the codec, Um, And again, it's more about reliability. But during the interview, Anderson, the Apple engineer, also talked about how Apple develops the second gen AirPods Pro and how it actually validates the sound quality. So he revealed that Apple themselves has a panel of sound experts in-house that offer Apple's engineers themselves feedback on the audio quality and where to tweak it and where to change it. But at the end of the day, he himself admits that there is a compromise because you just can't make audio quality perfect for everyone yet. And we've seen this, right? Everyone's ears, because of how it collects the sound, how they're shaped, does hear differently. I mean, you have that 3D scan feature to optimize spatial audio for the AirPods Pro 2. And I believe I believe they added it earlier with some of the AirPods Pro, correct me if I'm wrong. But, and we've seen that in other apps like Sony's earbuds, wireless earbuds for a long time, they would, you would take photos of your ears and then it would kind of look at the shape of your ears and the design, I guess I would say the design of your ears and how they collect sound to optimize the sound. Because again, we all collect it differently. And so I thought it was interesting that, you know, they rely on a group of people, right? They're not looking necessarily, I mean, they're looking at everything, right? But these people, these sound experts in-house are kind of like the the taste testers for Apple and are the ones that kind of ultimately have a good amount of influence and input on what the final sound result is. And of course, you can tweak things with the equalizer, but at least their base level sound, um, they have input on that. So, look, the big thing that they also talked about in the second generation AirPods is the better active noise canceling. Um, Apple always will, you know, use the it's two times better than before. I think it is noticeably better. It's it doesn't it's not a game changer, but the noise cancellation is better. I think what's more important to me is the fact that the comfort and the release of air pressure in a plane is significantly better than any AirPods Pro uh that has that has been out before it. So the these are a big improvement the transparency mode is really nice and and then i mean if you look at my youtube channel i recently just did a review and kind of overview on open ear headphones from shox because for me when i go out running or exercising or walking or hiking like i don't i don't put earbuds in my ear quite honestly it they hurt over time and i have to wear them for a long time it's just kind of annoying and so you know depending on your lifestyle i think most generally most people are going to be using earbuds today but this movement of even like Open ear technology that uses bone conduction and kind of helps vibrate the bones that go that are inside your actual inner ear. Um, that's that's another way to kind of use wireless earbud technology. But clearly, the sound specifically on the AirPods Pro 2 uh is pretty stellar when you look at all the market everything that's on the market specifically for wireless earbuds, and then just all the ecosystem benefits that us Apple users have with it. Um, pretty sweet. All right, let's take a break and give some thanks to the sponsor of this podcast, Smart News, because there's no shortage of information available at our fingertips these days. You know, it can be overwhelming and discouraging, just trying to keep up, but staying informed doesn't have to be a challenge. Smart News is here to streamline the way that you consume media and get you straight to the stories that matter most by delivering critical and breaking news curated just for you. Smart News aggregates local and global stories from trusted publishers so you can stay informed on what matters most to you from local weather all the way to trending TV shows, and it's all in one app. Now, Smart News scans stories, analyzes headlines, and partners with respected publishers to deliver information that helps you live smarter so you could say goodbye to information overload and hello to saving time. Time and getting straight to the news that you care about. Easily personalize your feed by following top publishers, adjusting notifications, and getting alerts in your area all in one app. And Smart News has big stories from top publications to keep you in the know on everything from breaking global and national news to real-time local alerts and personalized feeds for sports fans. Now for me, I love the user experience. I mean I think it's just really easy to swipe left or right between the big news categories, but then up and down for the articles. It's just slick and easy to use right from right out of the gates. And you can download Smart News for free. Today, in the App Store, to get the news that matters most, that's SMARTNEWS. Search for it in the Apple App Store for your iPhone or iPad or Google Play Store for Android users. Your news, your way. Discover the all in one app that delivers the information you need to live smarter. Download smart news for free today in the App Store. All right, we are obviously, like I said, getting towards the end of the year, so. There's a lot of devices that we were hoping for and anticipating that didn't make the cut for 2022. And for me, look, Apple has so many products in their product line. I say, be patient, wait for them until they're ready to roll, wait for the overall supply chain to at least be decent enough. You know, remember the year, the years where it was like, oh, here are the first new AirPods. And it took, I feel like at least five to six months before they actually started being available Uh, Within like a two to three week delivery time. And so no one wants it to take forever, but you know, there's a lot of devices coming out that we expected maybe this year. So here's kind of like a, I guess, more of an overview on some of the devices or like the top five devices that are pretty much ready for an update. And I think if there's anyone that you have to start with that people are like, oh, where is this? I mean, it's, I'm going to toss it up between the Mac Mini and the iMac, specifically the entry-level Mac Mini, right? Now, we do have an M1 Mac Mini today. It's the older, oldest generation Apple Silicon Mac. The current model that is out today was released in November of 2020. So that is now two years old. And I think alongside with the 24-inch iMac, this obviously could benefit the most. Just get an upgrade to the M2 chip, whether or not the design significantly changes or not. There were reports that the new M2 Mac Mini was going to be introduced this year in 2022, Um, but then you also saw the all-new Mac Studio that had recently come out, which is like their big beast and kind of gave you an entry-level Mac Mini and a super-powered Mac Mini. You put out an M2 right now, I think it might kind of fall somewhere in between, and you have three models like that back to back to back. So this new Mac Mini expected to bring a new M2 chip, still in the works, looking for some time in 2023. I think the iMac. I thought the revamp and the redesign and the launch of the iMac, it was back in April of 2021. I thought it was sensational. It's been now one year and seven months since it came. So I think that there's this thinking that we should get a new upgraded one now. Remember, when that iMac first came out, there were a lot of rumblings that there would potentially be a larger iMac model. So we currently have a 21-inch display size on the current iMac with all those cool colors, kind of like the dual tone colors. It features the M1 chip, uh, but that everyone is obviously anticipating, and hoping that an M2 chip version would come out. I think the early rumors were around June that we might see something, maybe even see some different colors. But obviously the iMac is another one of those products that is ripe. I, I was just about to pull the trigger personally on a purple one, just because it was so pretty. And I do feel like it was so light that this is a type of computer you could kind of like move around to different rooms, you know, have it in the kitchen as a workstation, move it somewhere off on the side of the desk. I mean, people are like, why would you move your desktop? But I think once you have it, it's kind of cool, like how you could take it. It sounds crazy, but you could take it if you're going on a trip for a long time. It's just the most portable desktop that I ever used, but I thought there was actually some utility that made it unique. So M2 Series Max, maybe... I mean a new iMac if they wait out long enough could be maybe among the first group of M3 series of Macs if if they wait maybe later into the year we're not 100% sure but also you know reports from Bloomberg's Mark Gurman suggest that an M2 chip iMac is not necessarily on the horizon right now and that could be because of if they're looking at the sales data maybe the sales are moving along just fine and there's there's no need for them to throw in an M2 and how much would an M2 spark interest in the iMac design? I mean, it's a very consumer, home user-friendly machine and the power in it is like, you can edit four streams of like 4K video on that machine with the M1 and be fine. And yes, an M2 would be nice, but you know we'll see if they wait it out or kind of long play it to finally put even more power and then give us... Will they give us a larger, uh, as everyone has been requesting, an iMac Pro-type design? I don't know. I mean, it sounds nice, but when I see Apple's lineup with a Mac Mini, a Mac Studio, you have the iMac at 24 inches, you have the different displays, the display sizes for the standalone studio display, and then the Pro Display XDR. Um, I, I think Apple, just based on their product lineup, they instead of giving people that large screen iMac i wouldn't be surprised if they're like they would try and push people to get something like a next gen Mac mini and then pair it with one of their studio displays we'll see what happens but the M2 potential M3 iMac that we may not see an M2 iMac in 2023 that that's at least based on the reports Now, another product that has been almost two years old, we talked about the AirPods Max being on sale or at least Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale for $100 off at $449. Uh, They were released in December of 2020. I thought they were incredible, but I also thought they were just not nearly comfortable enough for me to wear for a long time. But I love the sound. I love the ecosystem benefits. I still, the only time I really use them on the regular is when I need to be quiet at home, but I still want spatial audio and I watch a movie at home. That's when, that is honestly for me, the only time I really break out my AirPods Max. I don't take them out traveling ever at all. And these are still at least retail $549 now. You know, with sales, I think we'll see some move, but you know, the, the big thing is that the AirPods Max could really use a little upgrade by incorporating some of the new technology that's, With their new H2 chip that's inside the current second generation AirPods Pro, you get better active noise canceling, um, Bluetooth 5.3 connectivity. I think I said Bluetooth 5.2 earlier. I I forgot that they do technically support up to Bluetooth 5.3. So I'm correct. I stand corrected there. Uh, You have the adaptive transparency mode, although I really, these are just so heavy. I mean, people, if this is your dedicated over-the-ear headphone, cool, but... To wear these guys, these are clunkers. These are still clunkers. They need to make them lighter, quite honestly. Um, There are skin detect sensors that are on the AirPods Pro 2. I don't think that's as important with the AirPods Max. And then you have, you know, maybe a U1 chip and precision finding built into the next generation AirPods Max. So there's a lot of features that we've seen now in the AirPods Pro that just seem like a natural progression to come to the AirPods Max. And then also, um, what about no longer doing lightning charging? I'm not saying MagSafe but maybe some sort of a USB-C charging solution that seems to make sense. Um if anyone's time out, oh, we need we need sweat resistance, you know, uh water resistance and sweat resistance. I'm like, are you really going to be running outside of these like these are not made for running. These are not made to be active. I would never wear these things to work out. In fact, the weights I lift might be lighter than how heavy these freaking AirPods Max are. They are that freaking heavy. And I think the big kahuna for 2023 has got to be the Mac Pro. This is going to be a device that does not appeal to everyone. We know that, but the recent, most recent Mac Pro model was released December of 2019. That is two years and 11 months old. And it is an Intel-based Mac. It is; It has never been able to incorporate Mac Silicon yet. Uh, there's been plenty of rumors of like this potential... M2 extreme chip with something like 64 cores over 128 graphics cores, just a beast of a machine, which would be absolutely impressive and probably more power than I actually need. But the reason why I never bought a Mac studio is because I was curious to see how powerful an entry-level Mac Pro might be and will it be that much more compelling for me. So I think being patient and waiting it out, um, because my laptop, which has an M1 Max in it, is a ridiculous beast. I love this thing. It is my life in a freaking laptop. Um, you know, but if I'm looking to potentially get a, a powerhouse desktop studio, uh, those things cost a lot, and I'm not going to be buying a Mac Studio one year and then a Mac Pro the next year. So it's going to be really interesting to see how what they do with this, um, how they differentiate it significantly from the Mac Studio, how much expansion there'll be, what type of I/O it'll support, and then. What is the raw power of this machine and and what display? Will they release an updated Pro Display XDR that is finally mini LED at that large, big, beefy 32-inch size? Will they do that? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. So I think the Mac Pro area is exciting for creatives, but really does not affect the general consumer at all. And they can take all the time they need for these, but could it really be kind of like the benchmark of what how powerful Apple can can be in this market and in this space, absolutely. I think that from a graphics performance standpoint, everyone knows about from uh, you know a raw CPU power standpoint, I mean, the M Apple Silicon is incredible. It's power efficient, it's quiet, it doesn't overheat. Uh, are there more powerful chips in the PC world? Yes, but they also sound really loud and get really hot. And so we'll see where Apple falls in there but I think that the transition to Apple Silicon has been an absolute success across the board and any you know your general consumer and your creative user has just been so happy with what they've done so I'm looking for it um also maybe with this pro this next generation pro display XDR if it has mini LED to support and pro motion support that would be nice so you know those are kind of the big Next gen products that we're looking forward to that are really truly overdue for an update. I mean, we're talking about most of these products are close to two years, and by the time this month wraps up, and by the time we get announcements after CES, many of these will be at least two years old, and some of them even three. So the M1 iMac, we've got the Mac Mini, AirPods Max, Mac Pro. Uh, Those are the those are kind of the. Did I say were those five or was those four? (laughs) Fine, maybe four, but those are the kind of the big products that we expect to see. And then let's not forget, I mean, I guess I was kind of treating this like five, whatever Apple's glasses are, whatever those end up being that it's, I don't think it's going to be a consumer highlight, but it's going to be a big benchmark and a vision of how Apple thinks that we're going to be moving eventually in the future. So I'm still super excited about them, but I'm not excited to Throw down that potential two thousand dollar price. I don't think anyone I've talked to is, but is everyone intrigued about it? Absolutely, like a hundred percent. If they can make these look as good and as high res displays as what has been rumored to be, you know, the the highest fidelity we've ever fidelity we've ever seen in a in a augmented reality VR device up to this point for the consumer market, bring it on, bring it on. And finally, I don't know if you heard this story, which is kind of a fun one. Uh, there were a lot of rumors. I don't know who started it, but this is the internet. So any rumor sometimes gets legs if it's juicy enough. But a report earlier in the week from British tabloid The Daily Star that might have maybe should have um, set the alarms off claimed that Apple had expressed interest in buying football club Manchester United for around $7 billion. Now, Manchester Man U. <laughs> has been majority owned by the Glazer family since 2005. And the club announced on last week, Tuesday, that its board was planning to explore strategic alternatives, including a potential sale of the club. Reports then you know, started sprouting up that Apple was interested in buying them. And that news of them potentially selling the club came on the same day that Manchester United announced that Cristiano Ronaldo would be leaving the club. So According to sources, um, MacRumors says no. Their sources, there's no way Apple is planning to buy Manchester United. Um, I think that's, to me, I was more thinking like, hey, maybe they're trying to bring even more legitimacy to Ted Lasso by buying the rights to Man U and incorporating them in Ted Lasso Season 3 and paying $7 billion for that. No that's not going to happen. I mean, AFC Richmond, highly respected team on Apple TV Plus. If you watch if you have not watched Ted Lasso and if you've bought an Apple device in the past 2 years, take advantage of that whatever that free 3 month subscription. You have got if there's any show that you have to have to watch on Apple TV Plus any show. It's got to be Manchester, oh uh, sorry, it's got to be Ted Lasso. Oh my gosh. I almost said Manchester United. So Well, it does have no plans to buy Manchester United, according to reports. Apple's obviously obviously been pushing deep into sports content. Uh, They do have a new exclusive deal with MLS games for the next 10 years. Um, That's going to be awesome to see how they do the presentation there. They've already been airing weekly the uh, Friday Night Baseball and just like a really clean experience. I mean, some people, it's kind of weird how I hear people being turned off by Friday night baseball because the announcers are like using apple products and wearing airpods max well anyone who's watching it is already buys apple products i just found it funny that people were so turned off by that when the people that for the most part have access to apple tv plus are apple users that are pretty deep in the ecosystem uh, Apple's also reportedly considered being a front runner for streaming rights to the NFL's Sunday ticket package starting next season. Uh, I would love to see them get some sort of NBA action on there as well. But look, MLS, Major League Baseball, and potentially an NFL, I mean, that's that makes them a huge player when it comes to streaming services. And the only reason why I have not gotten rid of any type of cable service yet is because I'm a big sports junkie if y'all know me, I watch a lot of basketball. Like NBA TV is probably on 75% of the time when I'm even watching TV or I'm watching games. So um, Apple Apple knows this. I mean, sports has been one of the few things that have kept people to not, uh, you know, what is it, cut the cord? And if they can get more of this stuff on their service and people move over to their service, that's a smart thing. I mean, that that's a good Apple strategy for sure. All right, everybody, that is going to do it for this week's show. Thanks so much for hanging out and thanks so much for listening every week. I hope you're enjoying the holidays with your family. I mean, this is going to be really a big holiday month. Um, for those of you, I mean, I always consider this, you know, the holidays can be happy time, but they they aren't always because some of us have lost people that are no longer with us and the holidays remind us of that. So just want to send out a big hug to all you all that are in that spot as well. Um, You know, that that can be difficult as That can be a difficult time, honestly. So, you know, overall, just sending my love and lifting spirits up. And look, we get to talk about, and I have been able to talk about tech for a living, which is just a freaking blessing and is amazing. So I just want to say, you know, during this holiday season, thank you all. Thank you all for your support. And thank you for continuing to listen. And I hope that I can continue to bring great stuff for you. And, you know, after that Tim Cook interview, I'm just hoping it's a launch pad that I can Kind of ping Apple a little more and get more exclusive interviews, not necessarily from Tim, but I love just getting their insight. They they may not always tell us everything. They're never going to tell us when a new product is coming out, but to understand where Apple is coming from and getting insights of their thinking around certain products when you talk to their uh, managers and product marketing managers, I think that that can always be interesting and shed some light and kind of give you an idea of the psychology of the company and where they're thinking and kind of give us hints to the future as well without them actually giving us hints. So I'm looking forward to potentially more things like that. And again, thank you all so much. We got to give big thanks to our Patreon supporters at the $100 Platinum Apple level, Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frader, Jarrett Lewis, Michael Gigliotti, Atari Koenigsegg, and all of you. Thank you so much for your continued support. And you know what? We will I'm going on a break, so I think my next show will probably be coming out like on a Sunday Monday as well. I'll be gone. I am visiting the beautiful island of Hawaii. And so I will I'm going dark when I go on vacation. I go dark, but I'm going to at least try and get a video done that drops in the middle of the week for you all um in between that time. But until then, everybody, take care. Be safe. It's the Apple Bits XL baby. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.